0: beats Clarkson four to nothing. Joining us is the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy, and uh, well, Mark, it seemed like tonight's story of the game: special teams, goaltending, and uh, that tells a lot of it. It
1: does, uh, and obviously getting out to a lead, which always helps. You know, um, I've been happy with our defensive effort uh, for for large stretches of the year, um, over large portions of, of most games. You know, when you have that type of defensive pressure, when you get up by a goal it, it makes things a little bit easier. So it was nice to get get up by a goal, took
0: advantage on the power play and then our penalty kill kicked in and did a great job. I thought it was uh, you know, fitting that rewarded with the assist on uh, the first goal, Clayton Jardine's goal, Ben Baar. has been really playing terrific for you, especially on the penalty kill, but he'd made some nice plays just before that, and then he makes a nice play to set up Clayton Jardine for the goal.
1: You know, Benny Baugh, Kyle Singleton, and, and uh, Red Bly don't, don't show up much on the score sheet. At least they haven't to this point, as much as uh, you'd think with the ice time they get, but they do so many little things. It's really rewarding for me to see them rewarded. With, uh has get a goal tonight, baar had a nice uh, assist. Um, because they do so many good things on the ice, and uh, uh, some of the most important things that that a, a player does don't end up on on the stat sheet. You know, I, I've, you and I have talked. I'm not a huge fan of hockey stats to begin with. I don't think they really tell much of the story. Um, but they're all we have, and, and it's nice for Benny, and and I was glad for Blasey as well. Well,
0: you you stressed out of the gate tonight, and it didn't seem to have the, quite the same effect as last night. Why?
1: Well, I thought it, I thought it did. I thought, I thought. Uh, you know, they, they may have gone up and down the sheet a little bit more, but I thought we broke out relatively easily. Um, I, I don't think it they, it enabled them to put too much pressure on us. Um, you know, and you can see a little bit of the confusion that it causes. You know, um, we need to be better at it, and we haven't done it much this year, and we've only practiced it a couple weeks. So, um, but I thought it was really important to what we did. And uh, again, they, Clarkson wants to four-check you. They want to. Get in, get on you, and their defensemen want to get involved. So at the very least, it takes one of their offensive defensemen out of the out of the zone. So I was I was happy with how it looked. Um, I thought in the middle of the rink we we didn't do as good a job as we did last night, and and because of that they were able to get on us a little bit more. But uh, I don't think it was the stretches. I don't think it had to do much much with the stretch.
0: I don't remember if we've talked about this before, but is the stretch more effective when, when you know, the other team tends to play man-to-man or zone, or, or does it matter? I mean, you, it seems to me like it's effective when your guy, when the stretch guy, he, he's not just out there at center ice, he's moving. You know, he, he may come back in the zone for a bit, he, you know, he, he reads the play, he goes back out, uh, it forces the other team, like you said, to pay attention to him.
1: Well, you know, it's, if, if at the end of the day you're not coming out of your zone cleanly, uh, it's not effective. Because now you you're we're playing man to man in zone, and that that can be very tiresome. You know, we were somewhat cognizant of that in the third period, which is why we didn't do it as much in the third. Just I felt like energy was an issue. But um, if we can get back on pucks and make quick plays, uh, you know, it, it really is disruptive. And uh, so no, I, I don't know that that it's whether they're man to man or not. The other thing we we thought in the third is that they're more apt to leave the guy in. Because they're down three nothing, and so you know we didn't want to get them to get anything going. We figured bring the fifth guy back and and play it like that. And, um, you know, I, I thought we played much better last night, to be honest with you. But we scored goals. Our special teams was excellent, and uh, and Raz made some huge saves when we needed him to.
0: I mean, when opportunity presents itself, right? I mean, that's one of the things you have to be ready to take advantage of it, and that happened with the power play tonight, and you did take advantage.
1: Yeah, and I thought I thought it looked, it's looked good since the break, uh, second half, really starting to move it around, and guys have a good idea, and uh, great screen by Gouldy. I think he ended up tipping it, but it just uh, you know, he's got such a presence out there. Um, you know, Mikey's got a great handle. Ellie Haywood has a lot of points. It's nice to see Brian Christie. Uh, playing with more confidence there. And then it it enables us to have two units. I thought our second unit did a good job, too, of getting it in and making plays. So um, you were able to spread the wealth there a little bit, and uh, especially when you have that long of a power play, to get two on it is huge. And I think we could do that because the other unit,
0: uh, did a good job as well yeah. i mean ironically because of all the, the power play time there maybe you, you know you're, you're keeping the same units out there over and over so maybe some guys are getting tired and then the situation changes where you're killing a lot of penalties
1: yeah you know it was um it was a little bit that, that second period lasted a long time yeah. i really like, kept looking up at the clock and it just it, it, you know we're at the halfway point and, um it was a little disheveled at times and, and a little tough to get into the flow of the game with all the calls but uh you know, again, we don't have that much crossover between our power play and our penalty kill guys, and so you know, I think it, it helped us. You know, when when Lisey and singles don't get much power play time, neither does Benny Ba and and Jards. So those guys killed a lot for us tonight. And I think it helped.
0: When when you see the game developing the way that it's going like that, I mean, I, ha- I have to think you're up three to nothing. Obviously, you don't want to go to the box. I mean, is it is it is is it something that uh, you know comes up on the bench at all? Well, some of it, I mean, I, I think is, is you know,
1: I think it's human nature on the referee's part. You know, we had pretty significant power play advantage there, and you know, and then it started going back and forth. Um, I, I was disappointed, to be honest with with our discipline in the third period, uh, getting drawn into stuff that, you know, when, when you've got a full cage and fighting's not allowed, we just can't get drawn into. Um, you know, we're... we're we can't afford to be missing anybody for for silliness, and um, I think we've got to be more disciplined. We talked about it quite a bit in, in between periods, so we've got to watch that. And uh, you know, we may we may have a little bit of uh, we may have some some calisthenics or some uh, skating exercises to, as payback because I thought we could have played with more discipline.
0: Uh, the penalty kill, we mentioned it before, but I think it bears repeating again. I mean, eight for eight, and and that was. They had an opportunity to get back in the game, and and, and the, the penalty kill, uh, you know, you had a lot of guys, like you said, who may be very unheralded, but played key parts in the penalty kill tonight.
1: So here's here's one thing, right? What enables us to play, to play in stretch mode sometimes is the fact that we kill so well. So even if they leave that guy in, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought their better chances were five on five. Yeah. I didn't think we gave them much of a sniff on the power play. I thought our penalty killers did a great job of blocking shots. Denying rebounds, yeah. obviously. Why is that? It begins and ends with Raz making the save. Um, you know, I, I think teams have a tendency to like to, to um, slow things down when they get the power play. I know that it's one of the things that we talk about uh, with our unit. Um, and then it's just hard. You know, it's just hard to score goals. I, I heard a stat the other day that, you know, and I thought it would have been way hard, higher. In the NHL, 5 on 3 um, success is only a 30%. I thought it would be closer to 50. Yeah. I mean, those guys are so gifted. These goalies are so good, and these guys block so many shots and get so many sticks on pucks that, uh, you know, they just, they just we choose what ice to defend, and we really shrink the zone and, and don't give them access to the areas where there's a high percentage of goals scored. So um, our guys understand that. Coach, Coach uh, Carr does a good job of uh, going over it, and uh, it paid off tonight.
0: Rasmus Tiernan, warrior the game tonight with 34 saves I mean he's had a number of pretty good games this season where he's given you guys a chance to win and tonight was a game where you know almost went the other way I mean they you know the team in front of him gave him a chance to win and then he held down the fort. and you know I mean it, the number of terrific saves that he made I mean that could have been could have been a three3 game a four four game or whatever it was and then he here in the shutout tonight you
1: know we've been on the other side of that quite a bit and um, you know we I, I believe that our goaltending uh it can be a strength of ours and i talked to all of our goalies today about we need more and uh when we're talking about raz when he's engaged and he's reading plays uh and being aggressive and not flopping around but being prepared uh you know and really tight and mechanically sound he's tough to beat he really fills the net quite a bit he made some outstanding saves uh you know on backdoor plays and that's really where he's good um but just a, a great performance from him tonight, and, and we, that's what we need. I mean, again, you look around the league at, at teams that are winning. You know, I think uh, Northeastern won today 4-1. Their he had 47 saves in a win. You know, so um, that's really the nature of the game right now. We don't rely on our goaltenders any more than anybody else, but they have a job to do, and we expect them to do it. And uh, Raz did a great job tonight.
0: A lot of times teams will... You know they'll feed off of the goaltender and how well that he's playing. Did you think that that happened tonight to some extent?
1: No doubt, no doubt. There's a level of confidence that sets in, and you know you can play a little freer. Um, you know, and and our guys, you know, at the end there, they were battling just as hard as the first period, even up four nothing, three nothing, because you know they want Raz to get that. That's not a it, Raz will be the first one to tell you it goes in, in his column as a shutout, but it's a team, just like a, the the win, the, the team. Did everything in its powers to make sure that happened as well so um it begins and ends with defense for us and a lot of it kind of spurs off that and, and and all defense starts in your net And uh, again uh raz answered the bell tonight
0: this was a different kind of game tonight too from last night's game and being able to win different kinds of games so i mean that that's a good learning process for a team right it is no and
1: and uh Again, getting it out, scoring first is huge, you know, and, and uh, those are the breaks. I mean, we, it was off the stretch. We found Benny, you know, on, on the stretch, and he, he changed, we had a change with singles and, and uh, jards and, and he made a great play to collect that and find jards on the weak side. And jards made no mistake. You know, one of the things that, that we've talked to Clayton about is, I mean, he's a really smart player, and, and I think he sees it. It's just a matter of doing it a little bit quicker and not being as deliberate, and he just teed that thing up and, you know, happy for him.
0: It seemed like the effort was there too to to, to work harder and t- making sure you get pucks to the net. It
1: was, you know, like the third period again, but we're up three goals, and we, I think we're playing. I didn't think we we're as efficient as we needed to be in the third again, and, and uh, but part of it is also the score, you know. We're, we're not taking chances, we're not extending, um, but you know we, we need to be smarter. I thought we we had some failed clears, one on on a power play, um, and and. Uh, I thought we also got extended a couple times and and just and then foolishness after the whistle. We just can't do that. So it's nice to be able to win a game and still have plenty of, of teaching points.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there's one area maybe in which you, you didn't seem to do very well at all this weekend, it was face-offs. I think it was even worse tonight, the numbers, than, than it was last night when I think you won 33% last night. But uh, what was the reason for that? What went on there?
1: Well, two things. First of all, um, You know, there's there's a home bias in all stats. I mean, it's built in. You know, Um, it's how you perceive it, and there's not a standardized statistic
0: nationally. So everybody determines wins and losses differently. I have to be honest and say, you know, I wasn't keeping track of them face off by face off, so I can't tell you whether the numbers were right or not. But but that that brings up a good point to me, which is so statistically anyway. So puck is dropped. Let's say you know. The home team, you know, or your your player, you know, your player controls the draw, but the other team ends up with the puck. Who gets credit for the win? Well, I think it again, it's it needs to be
1: defined, yeah, and um, and I think different people do it differently. Yeah, so you know, again, everyone's assuming what the center's intention is. There were a number of offensive faces for us today that we pushed, mm-hmm. right? So it looks like the, their center won it, when really our guy did exactly what he was trying to do, and we were able to get on it. So, you know, we won important ones. We won the ones we needed to. We won the 5 on ones. We won power play ones. We won penalty killing ones. If you think about the real crucial face-offs that were there, we won them. And that's really all you need. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, I thought we had more guys uh, winning more draws tonight than we did last night. Last night, Brian Christie, I think, did, did, was our best face-off guy. Vinny Scotty, who's usually pretty good, got skunked. So, uh, Vinny was much better tonight. and uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's they say, you've heard me say it before, lies, damn lies, and statistics. That's why we, we usually kind of keep our own after the game.
0: All right, so you win this one 4 nothing. You get a split on the weekend. The uh, first road win of the season, too, so that's, that's going to be a nice thing.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, it, until you just said it, I didn't even realize it. I mean, we've played a lot of good games on the road and come away, you know, kind of think back to that BU game. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep moving forward. Uh, I, I, I've been saying I like this team. And when we play a full 60 minutes and we get all 20 guys, we can be pretty darn good. And, and uh, we're still working towards that. We're still working towards that. But it's nice to get our our special teams going. It's nice to score some goals. And, hey, Clarkson's a tough place to play. And, and uh, you know, this bus ride just got a little bit shorter for us. But it's also, you know, going to be a pretty quick turnaround to play uh, a team that was in the national tournament final last year. And, and it's off to another really good first half. So... We'll have our hands full next week, and
0: really looking forward to it. You are a bad 20 minutes from of last night's game away from being unbeaten in the last five.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, if, ands, or buts, right? Yeah. We're candies and nuts. We're playing better, and I think it's showing in the scores, and, and uh, that's all we're really focused on right now. And, and I give the guys credit. That's all they've been focused on. You know, it was a tough loss last night, and for our guys to turn around and come back with that type of effort on the road,
0: I, I really applaud. You mentioned Quinnipiac. Uh, we know how well, how good they are, how well they played last year, how well they're playing so far this year. But uh, you compare them to anybody in terms of style of play and what we can expect to see next weekend? I'll be honest. I've,
1: I've watched them play maybe twice in the last three years. Once was the final. So I don't know much about them. I know yeah. Samuels is a heck of a player. And uh, I know that the Jones brothers are uh, and Pekka are a pretty dynamic line as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've picked up where they left off in the net. Um and I know their defensemen are young, but I saw them a couple of them last year in the BCHL, and they're really gifted. So, um, listen, they, you know their their success speaks for itself. We're gonna have our hands full, but it's something we're looking forward to jumping into. You
0: know, I mean, there's been a resurgence in the last few couple of years, especially last year and this year of the ECAC. I mean, Union's been so good, and and uh, and Clarkson, and obviously, you know, you played them this year, and you're playing Quinnipiac and, and Yale and. I mean, you're trying to play the top teams in that league, it seems. And, and uh, if you're going to play non-league games, those are the games you want to play.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing about the ECAC teams is, is they'll reciprocate. So, you know, we want to get those teams in our barn, too. And so, there, you know, there are certain programs in the country that just, they won't play non-conference games away from their home. And, and that's really a, a huge discrepancy. And, and you know, people could say what they want and, and say, you know, it's the American way. You know, I would say to you, imagine if if the NHL decided that, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, because you know their their owner has more money, is going to play five extra home games a year, and the Bruins are going to play five less. What do you think the fan base would think of that? And that's really what you have in college hockey. So, um, <laughs> we've got a policy now where if teams will not come play us at our barn, we're not going to play them. You know, and hopefully we meet those same teams in the NCAA tournament.
0: Is that something that is happening more and more throughout the country? More teams taking that stance? I'll
1: give you a little plug here, Mike. Just go on to uh, collegehockeynews.com and go to the stats section and look at home attendance, and then look at how many teams, uh, look at the number of home games each of those teams have already. Um, You know, it's 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 not necessarily a a level playing field, and um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I look at Brown and what they've been able to do. They played their fifth home game tonight. You know, that's a and they tied game. BC. That's and they tied BC, and the shots were even. And I didn't see it, but it looked like a pretty, on statistically a pretty even game. So, kudos to those teams. And um, you know, so yeah, I, I we I like to play the ECAC programs. You know, I, I've, I've having coached in the ECAC, I know how hard it is to go into Clarkson and try to get a win, which is why I'm proud of our guys. Um, you know, going to play Yale at Yale. I mean, these are these are difficult places to play. Uh, the, the best part is we get them to come back and play us at our place
0: and good teams too I mean uh, coming back to what we were just saying a, a minute ago, but uh, uh, like I said there's been a number of teams in that league that have, have have taken that step where it seems like you know you're talking about they put more teams I think in the frozen four in the last three years than they had in maybe ten years before that uh, from your point of view why, why has that been the case?
1: Um, you know I know that they've had sort of an approach to uh, their non-league games—they're playing more games against each other, um, and and not against opponents because they, they were running into the same thing. They were playing too many of their non-conference games away, and so they, they came up with a, uh, a sort of a unified front on that, and it's helped to protect their RPI. Um, and I think that's definitely played a part in it. But listen, I you know I, I I have a lot of respect for the ECAC, but I also think Hockey East is the best league in the country, and you know. Uh, you look at our record against every league, and, and uh, you know we've got a winning record. Uh, so, as much as I respect those teams, and I do feel like coming out of this weekend and going in next weekend, you know we're going to be prepared for league play. I still think our league's the toughest league to play in, in the country.
0: And, and you still have the case where obviously, you know, uh, three three or four of the last six or last seven national champions. So, uh, I mean, it's been the case as, as Hockey East has continued to be, you know, as strong as it has been. You, you're seeing those teams in the ECAC, and I guess I'm, I've been wondering whether or not it's something that is, you know, endemic of, of things that are changing there perhaps, or just, you know, individual programs that, are, you know, Quinnipiac has obviously been building their program for a while towards this point.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I think... I think it's in terms of the ability level and skill level. I think you know it's really it's all kind of come back. I think the the, the middle of the road player, the average hockey player, has really improved quite a bit. They're faster, stronger, bigger. You don't see as many of those top end guys, you know. And and uh, you know you don't, you don't need many. And and Quinnipiac's been able to get a couple in in the Jones brothers and Samuels and in the net and. And Union's been able to get a couple with the the Brodies and and uh, and, and Shane Ga- Gothless Bear, um, you know, and, and in the net. So, um, you know, and I think that's played a part in it as well, sort of the leveling leveling off of ability. I
0: think coaching, it seems to me too. I mean, the coaching is getting better, uh, well, really around the country too. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, it's it's.
1: I love my job, and it's not much of a job. It's it's more of a passion. But uh, you know, we we're up against it every game. I have a lot of respect for the for the coaches that we play against, and you know, I know how hard they work. And um, you know, it's been a challenge every game we've suited up. So, yeah, I mean, look at what Casey Jones has been able to do with that program in a couple of years. Thirteen wins already. Um, you know, we haven't had too many too many games that we've gone into um, where. We can sort of catch our breath and say, all right, we got this one wrapped up before the puck drops. Can't think of of too many at all, as a matter of fact.
0: Uh, Quick hits, just because we have a couple of minutes here. Uh, Frozen Fenway was more like flooded Fenway today, I guess. Uh, You you know, the issues with the outdoor games, what's your take on it? Is it something that, you know, maybe should be reined in a little bit, or, or, or what do you see happening?
1: Well, you know, everybody has the right to their opinion, okay? But the opinion of the student athletes to me is the most important. And I saw twenty smiling faces, uh, and, and, and I'd say forty, both ends. I think all you know, both Providence and and Merrimack really enjoyed the experience, and I think that um, that's really what matters. You know, it's nice to have fans there, and, and you know, obviously they're still coming to the extent to which they're making money on it. But at the end of the day, it's really about the student athlete experience, and so I think overwhelmingly, it's something that should continue. I think if everyone in our league, if every player had one opportunity. You know, so, um, you know, I, th- I think it's a pretty good thing.
0: Do you think that the concern about the ice, you know, and players being hurt, is that a legitimate concern?
1: Yeah, I think it is. But as long as as long as they're, they're confident in that, then uh, then I, I like But I, I think, you know, if, if, if Hockey East went every other year and, and all the teams had an opportunity every fourth year, um, I, I think it would be positive. I can't see the negative side
0: of it. If you're doing it every four or five years like that, then you know as you're turning players over, you you have new players that come into your program that have never played never played in an environment like that. So, uh, you know, it gives them an opportunity to do it too.
1: I think every four years is perfect. I think every everybody should have an opportunity to uh, to all every student athlete should have an opportunity to do it. Uh, and if you're going every other year, then you're not sort of milking your your fan base. It's not costing them an arm and a leg because it is expensive. And I think it'll still be novel enough where where people uh, will be excited about it.
0: All right, thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. Congratulations on the win tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you next week at Quinnipiac. Thanks. Thanks, Mike.